I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, February the 8th in the year of the Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1019-1019 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. If you missed our first hour, by golly, you missed a really good hour, very informative hour as we had uh, Shelly Barnes, outgoing uh, athletics director at Lenore Community College. She uh, told us about her new job. She told us uh, about everything. You know what? We're not going to rehash it because I want you to listen to the first hour. Go to brianhanks.com or tune back in here at 960 Bet on the Bull, 960 AM, betonthebull.com, and you can listen to uh, that interview we did with her. Uh, he joined us about a quarter, about 45 minutes into our first hour, and he stays with us now. It's the WRNS sales executive to the stars, Jason Bryant, still on our Spence Automotive guest line. Uh, and we were talking about, and I, I don't want to drop the ball, I want to jump right back into what we were talking about, the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic. It is Saturday, March the 9th at uh, Cutter Creek. Uh, you can go to WRNS.com, click on the golf tournament logo. You can register there. Or if you're like uh, probably 80% of Lenore County, if you've got Jason Bryant's digits, uh, give him a call and he will hook you. I, I, I think I can confidently say someone calls you and says, hey, I want to be in the tournament or hey, I want to be a sponsor of the tournament. You're, you're not going to turn them down, are you? No, sir, I'm not. And that's a perfect segue into what I want to tell you. And Paul will be happy if he goes back and listens to this because this might be the only NASCAR reference you ever get of me out of me with me uh, bringing it up. But, I mean, I'm NASCAR this golf tournament. What does that mean, Brian? What would you think that means? That means you've got a ton of sponsors. That means I have a sponsor. There's nothing at my golf tournament that is not sponsored. (laughs) Nothing. Listen to this. My title sponsor is Solid Rock Carriers out of LaGrange. I have a golf ball sponsor where we provide golf balls to to each player. That's Strickland Agner Pittman. I have a golf cart sponsor that's sponsored by Phelps Chevrolet. I have a koozie sponsor that's sponsored <laughs> by Capital K Marketing. I have a registration sponsor, Toll Hill Farms. I have a beverage sponsor, Nor- Norville Construction out of Wilson. I have flight sponsors. Highland Furniture is one of them. I have some flight sponsors available. The course sponsor, obviously, is Cutter Creek Golf Club. Listen to this, Brian. If you were to play, there's something for everybody in this golf tournament. I have a what's called a death flight. Any idea? A death? D-E-A-F? D-E-A-T-H. Death, death flight. Death flight. Okay. No, I have no idea what that is. All right. So we're going to have um, 60 golf teams. We'll put them in flights of 10. Okay. That means you're only competing against the other golfers in your flight, right? Yep. So what we're going to do is pull realty sponsors the death flight. We take the worst score <laughs> from every flight and we put it in a flight by itself. Then we randomly select a hole, and if your if your team has the highest score on that hole, <laughs> you win your money back for entry fee. That's called the death flight. How cool is that? I have never heard of that before. That is very cool. And for someone that's as poor a golfer as I am, that that would encourage me to play, dude. There you go. I have I have golfers that. They're scratch golfers and better than that. And I have golfers that were shooting 90. It's open. We have something for everybody. Um, we have closest to the pin sponsors or Harold's painting caps trailers. We have longest drive sponsor, Harvey dental, Aiden dental, putting green, hook within family practice, 
Practice Range, Elite Land Management. Whole Sponsors, Carolina Claws, Kenton Parks and Rec, The Freedom Classic, uh, Judy Jones, Keith Thompson, Will Hardy, State Farm, Rouse's Body Shop, Snow Hills, uh, Kiston Realty Group, Howard Tire, North Lenore High School, Peach House, Kiston High School, Bradfest, and Lenore Tire and Appliance. How about that? And the Brian. And Hank, we're not and, done and, yet. And the Brian Hank Show. And and last but not least, the <laughs> Brian Hank. Dude, that is crazy. How have you put all that together? Dude, you really have been working your tail off, man. We have. i got a great team around me. I have all the tools necessary to do whatever we need to do. Um, but I would like to talk to you. And, and if anybody's ever played in a golf tournament um, that owns a business and you have seen something cool at another golf tournament that was sponsorable and you said, hey, I'd like to do that sometime, hey, give me a call. Give me a call and let's talk about it. I'll make it happen with this one. So. How about my Saint how, Jude pick? How about shortest drive? Hey, we could do that too. <laughs> that might be what I, I sponsor then, dude. Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 not that good. It's so funny you're talking about. We've got scratch golfers. We've got guys that shoot ninety. I'm sitting here going, dude. I never shot ninety in my life. Okay, I mean the best I ever shot. Not that I was ever anything like you or Coach Smith or Bert or anybody, but uh, dude, the best round I ever had in my life was a ninety-seven. But I am also, you will respect this, I think, though, Jason. I'm also that anal retentive guy that I do not give myself strokes. I mean, I, I get out there when I start, I play. you know what I'm saying, dude? I mean, when I tell you I shot 97, it wasn't 97 with a couple of kick putts or, you know, whatever yeah. you call it. Uh, I mean, I, I really, in. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, or no tap ins. Gimme. Exactly. <laughs> so here's my proposal. Here's my proposal to you. <clears throat> Won't do eighteen holes because you've already given me enough information that that might take um, <laughs> six about hours. Six hours. Yeah. So, so here's my proposal: when it warms up a little bit, me, you, and Connor will go out to Cutter Creek one Saturday or Sunday afternoon when when the weather's nice. We play nine holes and just enjoy ourselves. Dude, Baron, okay, I, you know what? I'm not opposed to it, but I will. Uh, and again, in the interest of full disclosure, I gave my clubs away about five or, and I actually had a pretty good, uh, pretty good bag, man. Uh, I gave away my clubs five or six years ago. I haven't even swung. Well, you know, that's not true because we've been to that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the golf place. The where, three. No, 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 not or even the part three. Rain, yeah, the drive shack. Yeah, drive shack, drive shack. Or, or top golf, whichever one. Yep. Uh, Paul and I went there a couple of years ago and I actually kind of surprised myself. Didn't do that bad, but I dude, I'll do that, man. But dude, I don't mind if you mock me. It is what it is, dude. But, and I love Connor too much. Tell, just promise me Connor won't mock me when, uh, when he's out driving me and he's 10 years old. Okay. What's your definition of mock? I mean, he might talk some smack, but I mean, he's not going to make fun of you. <laughs> I think he will. I think he will. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably say something like, Wow, Brian, does your does your wife play? Or <laughs> are, are those Linda's clubs you're playing with? Something like that? Yeah, that would be good. You got to tell everybody what ball? he said. You got to tell everybody what he said to uh, Scott when we played in the kickball tournament. What three? Oh. oh, it was during the pandemic, so it was four. I guess three years ago, four years ago. That was hilarious, dude. So what was Connor then? He's eleven now, so he had to be seven, right? <laughs> He's seven or right? eight. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I mean, if it was during the pandemic, I mean, seven or eight. Yeah. But, I mean, he was just so angry at Scott. <laughs> this little boy, <laughs> the, the, the most competitive seven-year-old I've ever seen in my life. I don't even remember exactly what it was, he did, but Scott was no, up. Well, I can kicked. tell you because oh, I okay. remember. Okay. He's, he's playing first base, and we're in <laughs> – I mean, we were, like, going to win. We needed one out, and there's a – they kick the pot fly, and Connor's standing right beside first base, and he's camped under it, and it's coming right to him, and there's no doubt about it that he would have caught it, and Scott just blows him up and drops <laughs> the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. Good times, good times. Okay, final thoughts then on the St. Jude Golf Classic. Again, Saturday, March 9th at Cutter Creek. Uh, you want to be a part of this for sure. If you're a sponsor, if you uh, still very limited uh, spots left, but if you want to play in it, by God, uh, Jason Bryan will get you in it, right? Well, what we have is we have four um, four spots available okay. at, at the moment. So what everybody says at the moment, what does that mean? Four spots is four spots is four spots. Well, not exactly because I have um, blocked off for sponsors as well. So where I'm going with that is there's some sponsorships that I have to hold um, entries for in the in the time that I sell those sponsorships, I have to provide them a place. So technically, you could still get in the tournament if if you were to sponsor something, or you know I will open those spots up if um, I I do not sell all my sponsorships uh, probably you know you know the week before or so. Well, does that make sense? I, oh, it does. Absolutely. I uh, was uh, looking to see when the ACC tournament is because, uh, you know, we need to get uh, David, your boy, your boy, David Glenn. You know what? Saturday, March 9th, uh, if he played, the, but if he played uh, early flight, though, I mean, he could play that morning, then go do the Carolina game that night. Yeah. You know, you live in Eastern North Carolina when you have. When you schedule a golf tournament, which I did not know, that's how out of tune I am, by the way. Um, I did not know that that was the Duke Carolina night. <laughs> but when you have people calling and saying, hey, man, I got tickets to Duke Carolina. Can I get an early tea time and get out of here? That's already happened twice this I've, year. Yep. I guarantee. So, I guarantee. Well, very good. Well, there you go. That's uh, uh, that. Dude, I have literally got a – it's uh, 10 minutes after the hour right now. Let me, th- let me think of sponsoring then, dude. We've got to like – I've got like seven things to talk to you about in the next 20 minutes. Okay. So All right, let's get on. Yeah. I we'll go wrap the, yeah, when you get done. yeah. Let me thank UNC Lenore healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks show nestled in the heart of Lenore County, right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional healthcare for the people it serves, uh, with a medical staff, of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology. You would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore healthcare care at 100 airport road right here in kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000 you can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org and thank you to beverly jenkins and i hope you had a chance to uh, listen to Brittany howard the other day uh jason as we had her she was our big interview on tuesday and just talking about heart health and cardiac rehab and all that and dude I got to tell you, I didn't know anyone could make that interesting. Doggone if Brittany Howard didn't make it inter- interesting the other day as, as part of our big interview, dude.
Yeah, scared the bejesus out of you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, when she was talking, I was like, well, you know, I like me some King's Barbecue and all this. She goes, yeah, well, that's about a once-a-week kind of food or maybe a once-a-month kind of food. And I'm like, well, I've already had King's three times this week. That's probably not good, right? And dude, Yeah, she just... but it's different things at King's. It's not the same thing over <laughs> I know, I know, man, but, uh, but Hey, thank you to you at Sealanor healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into our big interview. It's our friend, Jason Bryant joining us right now. Like I said, dude, let's quick hit this underdog fantasy, man. I mean, that's one of the things that, uh, yes, people have heard me uh, talk about it over the last month or so, or three weeks, however long it's been, we've been talking about it, dude. And listen, I'm not just shilling for it here, Jason. I'm telling you the truth, man. I, it adds excitement to a game. I can be watching League Pass in Brooklyn versus Memphis, okay? And then you notice that, hey, this guy for uh, you know uh, for Brooklyn, he's only got four points right now, but they've got him project, and it's at halftime. They've got him projected for 22. I'm going to throw a, a, you know, uh, less than in there because I don't think he's going to score 18 points in the second half. Dude, you don't know how many times I've won, and I'm saying probably three or four times by using that strategy, dude. Just That is what makes it fun to me, dude, underdog fantasy is. I'm watching a game that I don't even care about. I jump in on the app to see what, you know, what uh, little picks you can do for more or less. And, dude, you can win real money doing that too, dude. Absolutely, it's uh, it's what's coming. It, you know, with sports gambling um, becoming legal um, in March, actually the weekend after my golf tournament, I believe. Yep, uh, March eleventh. Tournament. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's just it's new, interesting ways to play along as you watch sports. And you're right; you don't have to. It doesn't have to be your team. It doesn't have to be anybody. It's just you're predicting what a individual does versus what a team does. Um, there are stuff. I mean, you can jump in on in the third quarter of an NBA game. Yep. And and place place an amount that you think uh, you're comfortable with, and you know select higher or lower than a particular stat that jumps out at you. And there you go. Or you can play the uh, the whole game. So it's fun. Um, there's other there's other avenues out there that you can do the same thing. Um, we're partial to underdog. Um, we think it's great. And, yeah, go sign up with promo code Hanks, and we're going to continue this. Uh, you probably get sick of hearing about it, but we're, we're going to continue this for at least another month or two. I love it, man. And then the the big game this weekend, uh, the the Stupor Crow that is going to be played in Las Vegas. Did you like what I did there? You know, it rhymes I with did. Stupor Crow. Yeah, uh, dude, a lot of them there. I was on Panicelli's show yesterday, and we were talking about uh, some of these uh, uh, some of these picks we can do. And I am convinced right now, dude. Uh, the one that I've seen, and it's on Underdog Fantasy too. I'm giving you listeners a free one here, pretty much. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, more than 18.5 carries, man. I think that they're not going to put the, the, uh, game in Brock Purdy's hands. I really don't think they're going to, I think it's going to be a heavy, heavy, uh, Christian McCaffrey game. I think he's going to be the, uh, MVP because I think they're going to win dude. I think that's almost, I feel like they're giving us one there. Uh, Jason eight more than 18 and a half carries for Christian McCaffrey. That is the one that. 
in every one that I do, and I'm going to probably do, who knows, probably five or six different ones. I think I'm going to include that one in every single one. More than 18 and a half carries Christian McCaffrey. Is there anything that jumps so out at you? Lock, that's your lock of the week. That is my lock. Absolutely, that's my lock of the week, dude. What do you think? How many carries is he averaging? Hey, to, in the there. playoffs, like 22 and a half. I mean, and that's what I'm really? saying, dude. Why do they think? And even for the season, it was 20 and a half or something like that, 19, 20. I don't know where they got this number from, man. I don't know if they think San Francisco is going to be behind. But then, dude, McCaffrey, you put it in his hand, man, I think, or put it in his hands. Something magical is going to happen every third carry, every fourth carry. And, again, I think they're going to want to control the clock. They don't want Mahomes to have the ball that much. I think you're going to see a a lot of Christian McCaffrey uh, in uh, Sunday's game. Your thought? Yeah, um, well, it won't pull up on my – the one that I really liked, Brian, was um, his over or more than uh, rushing plus receiving yards. Um, that one stuck out at me. I don't remember what it is, and I can't pull it up. Hey, don't feel bad. i tell you what. You keep talking. I'll look it up, man. But uh, continue. Yeah, let's do that. Um, <laughs> but – it's saying it doesn't recognize my location for some reason, but uh, dang, I wanted to have it right here in front of me. But no, I got it for you. I got it for you, dude. One hundred and twenty-nine point five rushing receiving yards, higher or lower. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's averaging a hundred yards, you're telling me he's only going to catch one ball for twenty? Come on, man. Yeah. But here's here's the caveat of this, and this was going to. Um, probably, you know, ruined your thought process on the 18 and a half carries. He's banged up a little bit, man. He's struggling with a calf. Um, you know, he landed on his head late in that Detroit game, right? So does Vegas know something we don't know? And he probably doesn't get as many touches or, or, I mean, there's all, there's always the injury factor, right? Yeah. So if he goes out, you pick, you pick higher than, than those stats, and guess what? You're a loser. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm just saying you got to factor all that in. As a Panthers fan, and again, uh, on the line right now, Jason Bryant, sales executive, starts WRNS. As a Panthers fan, how? because I asked Jonathan this in one of our birthday games. It might even be in today's. Just how do you feel? you got to feel pretty good for McCaffrey, right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way good. Um, <clears throat> the workload, um, there was no doubt in my mind that he couldn't handle the workload that the Panthers were putting on him. However, he wasn't getting the results and we were getting him killed. Yeah. Um, he's taking some big hits and, you know, the kid is a, uh, well, I say kid, but everybody knows what I'm referring to. He is a, he is a generational talent that likes of, I don't know the last one like him that we've seen. Honestly, he he just he's just tough. Yeah, and he was getting beat up in Carolina. Um, it's not his fault. It's not the coaching staff's fault um, that we couldn't put a team around him. So I'm glad to see him flourish. Um, what what everybody's seeing in San Francisco is what I saw his whole career in Carolina. He just didn't have the other pieces around him and the O line to protect him and keep him healthy so nothing but i mean i don't know it's just one of them trades 
I, I guess it had to happen, but I feel like the Panthers blew all their picks that we got from him and the compensation we got from him. So, I mean, let's don't talk about the Panthers. Yeah, well, I just – At least I, we have to. <laughs> well, I was talking more about McCaffrey, about what you thought about him. I tell you, let's wrap this up because, like I said, we've got – and i got some local sports stuff I want to pick your brain about too. Your official prediction for uh, for the, 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 the duper crow that will be taking place on uh, Sunday in Las Vegas, uh, your official prediction for the final. I might be on on the wrong end of this and eat crow as well, but I've been against Patrick Mahomes for three weeks now in the Buffalo game, in the Baltimore game, and now we're at the big game, right? And I've taken every team against him, and I I, I think I've learned my lesson. Okay, uh, you got to if you're going to be the champion, you have to beat the champion. And him and Kelsey are not going to go away. They're playing their best football right now. Uh, Kansas City's defense has been good all year. It was the offense that sputtered midseason and through the rest of the year until they got to the playoffs. So uh, you got to give me Kansas City. I don't think it'll be more than a field goal. So let's say Kansas City 31, San Francisco 28. I like it. Uh, I was on, like I said, on Panicelli's show yesterday, and his official prediction was twenty six twenty three Kansas City. I'm actually going the other way around. I've got twenty six twenty three San Francisco. I just I think they're going to jump out early. I think they're going to try to slow the game down. They don't want to get into a track meet with uh, with the Chiefs, and uh, I think they jump ahead early, and then it, it becomes interesting late. Uh, in fact, I think uh, Kansas City will attempt a field goal as time is expiring and miss it, and that's what's going to end up being the final. But uh, And then your boy uh, McCaffrey, I think he's going to end up being the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl. So there you go. That That's our official pick. I'd, like I'd like to see that. Make no bones about it. I'm not a Kansas City fan. Um, I do recognize what they've done. I pulled for Patrick Mahomes early in his career, but I just don't. I like to see different people win. Um, pe- people get their shot at, at, at the championship, and I'd like to see San Francisco win. I just don't know that they can get it done. They've been starting too slow for me. And if they start slow and Kansas City scores on their first couple of possessions, um, I just don't know that San Francisco and Brock Purdy got the firepower to get back into it. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. Uh, I, I had to, I want to pick your brain on this week because I remember us talking about this. And yes, I'm completely changing lanes on you. But uh, Brian North reported a couple of days ago that Jones Sr. is going to be uh, dropping to eight-man football for the uh, 2024 season. And after that, I just wanted your thoughts on that. I mean, you know, that's something I have advocated here on this show. that I And without any knowledge that that is what they were going to do, I'm, I'm happy to see it. And what I said earlier in my monologue, and I've said another, dude, I wouldn't mind seeing South Lenore do that. I wouldn't mind seeing Spring Creek do it. Uh, Lejeune, you know, these, these programs that have a hard time putting kids out on the field, you know, what would be wrong with that? And get us an eight man league, a, a public school, eight man league around here, Jason. I am a traditionalist and, um, you know, I believe football should be played, um, with 11 men. Um, but when you don't have the numbers to support it, I think that's a very viable option. Um, I like I like the idea. Um, I really do. And I've talked about it till I'm blue in the face whenever we do our high school football coverage in the fall. You know, the biggest – there's athletic talent at these 
smaller schools. The problem is they don't have the depth to compete with the bigger schools, right? Yep. I mean, that's that's what the issue is. We've said it, or I've said it to them blue in the face, so I think that would solve some problems. And, you know, winning, winning and being competitive cures a lot. Um, do I think it's a long-term solution? Um, I don't know that it is. I think it's a temporary solution until – we get kids interested in playing football and being competitive again. I think it. I think it could be a good thing. I really don't like it long term, um, just because you know of the trickle down effect, and then you would see more and more and more eight man football. But I do think there's a place for it for these smaller high schools. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, in a perfect world, everybody, and I'm even including uh, Parrot and Bethel, everybody's an 11-man program. But when you're a Jones yep. senior and you've only got 280 kids at your school, you've only got 280 kids at the high school part of uh, Jones senior. Dude. It's kind of hard to get 40 on a football team, isn't it? Exactly. You know, and uh, I mean, even at Spring Creek, I mean, that's another good example of uh school that doesn't have a lot of kids in it and listen and i know you know our mutual good friend jimmy smith is probably not very happy with me talking about this right now but why not have eight men at south north you've not had let's just say it since his time there in the 90s and that one year in 2005 there's not been any success at south north football and i'm not denigrating the kids i'm not denigrating the coaches they work their tails off i understand that but why not put them in a position to succeed i use the example in the first hour jason i don't know if you heard me or not but of parrot academy for who started playing football in 1970 up until 1989 they played 11-man football never made the state playoffs in fact only like two or three winning seasons that entire time they go to eleven, or they go to eight man. Jason, they win the state championship in nineteen ninety. We've seen what Matt Beeman has done there in the time. Yeah. What? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, put kids in a position to succeed. Parrot Academy is a perfect example. The only thing, the only downfall that I do not like about it, as cool of a story it would be for a school like. Period or or Bethel to be able to play some of our public school high schools. I'm I'm a very firm believer, and I stand tall when I say it that public schools and private schools should not mix in athletic competition. The playing field is not the same. The bigger the bigger public schools have more numbers than the private schools are. The talent level is different. The downside to it with a Jones senior being such a small school and a South and North going to, to eight man, I believe is it brings private the conversation that, that private schools and public schools because they're playing eight man should play each other. I don't I don't believe it. I'm not saying this is no shot at Parrot or, or Bethel because they don't do this. But the the other charter schools and private schools that are allowed to play at the one A level have recruiting abilities and centers that they can offer kids to come in. And I just don't agree with that. I, I don't think it's a level playing field. Well, and that's the advantage. Good point. I'm glad you said that the way you did there, Jason, because Parrot has never done that as far as I know. And I've been no, here 21 years. And, and, and I understand that's, dude, I'm complimenting you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Parrot hasn't done that. Bethel hasn't done that. However, when you look at other schools, and I'm not going to call they're Raleigh schools. I mean, I remember word of God. If you remember back in what, 2000, let me do my math here, 2009, 
2010, word of God came down and recruited two players for Kenson High School who ended up leaving Kenson. Or no, no, it was two th- for the 2011 season. I'm sorry, 10-11. And we lost two players to Raleigh Word of God from Kenston High School. And I know this because I remember the whole story when it happened and then when they played in our Holiday Invitational uh, up in Raleigh too. So, yes, there is that possibility of it happening and and I can appreciate that. Okay, dude, we we've got we're not going to get uh, half of what I want to talk about. I did want to just do a state of the. Uh, here we are with about a week and a half left in the uh, prep basketball regular season for our public schools. I just wanted to take your temperature, Kenston, North and North, South North, boys and girls, right now. Man, we saw a uh, man. Copperhead called him, man, before the season started. If you remember, and, and this is before I think everybody played one game. I had Copperhead here on the phone. Jason, and I asked him, you know, of course, we know Kenson's going to be good in the East Central 2A. Who do you think is going to challenge him? And again, bear in mind, this before any games have been played, any real games. And he said, hey, you better look out for Southwest Onslow. Those boys are really good over there. And I think, and he said, I think they're going to beat Kenston this year. Uh, he called that one, didn't he? He did. Um, we all know we won't do any bashing. We all know what happened. Oh, yeah. Um, down there um that's not surprising um but good luck coming into uh viking gym for the conference championship and getting that done is all i'm gonna say um (laughs) kids are still the class of of that conference when it comes to basketball however the southwest is very good um but you know north north can compete south north's having a very down year under a new coach you know predictable um Kenston girls lost to James Keenan the other night by one point again. So they're, they're comparable with that team, which is a good basketball team. So, I mean, there's, there's still some upside, um, but Kenston's going to win the conference. Um, I, I see nothing that says that they're not. Um, and then the rest of it is, is the rest of it. I mean, Southwest is definitely number two in the conference, in my opinion. Well, I can't wait for that. That Friday night is going to be amazing at uh, Kenson High School. And, yes, I know we're already uh, predicting all the way to the conference championship, but I think that's going to be good. I think it'll be – and I, I, I'm not going out of order here by saying this. I think it'll be Kenson Southwest for the boys' title with Kenson going for, what, their 18th consecutive conference championship. That'll be amazing. And then I think it'll be the Southwest girls against East Duplin girls uh, playing for the title that night too. I mean, I, I'm assuming you agree with me. No doubt about it. Very- Two very good basketball teams on the, on the women's side of that, um, for sure. And they've, they've separated themselves from the rest of the conference. Absolutely. Uh, ACC basketball real quick, and I guess this is where nope. we'll uh, – go ahead. Nope. Nope. I'm not talking <laughs> ACC basketball. Dude, your Dukies win last night, 71-53 to over uh, Notre Dame in a game that really was – it was kind of close in the first half, but – uh, congratulations, your Blue Devils, and then Carolina losing at home to Clemson a couple of nights ago, dude. Uh, I got to tell you, I did not see that one coming, especially after beating Duke uh, last Saturday. Just uh, uh, your God-fearing Wahoos of the University of Virginia, though, second place, one game out of first place in the ACC, man. <sighs> <laughs> Carolina's head and shoulders above Duke and Virginia. Yeah. Um, Duke and Virginia is probably very comparable. And then, I mean, you got to look at that Clemson team. Um, Their conference record does not reflect it, but I watched that game. That is a very, 
good basketball team, Brian. Yeah. Like a very good basketball team. And, I mean, I'm not taking a shot at Carolina here, but, you know, Roy and – what is it? Roy and Dean never lose to Clemson. And Chad Hill and Hebert. Yep. And now Clemson's 2-1 and one in the Smith Center since uh, Roy retired. Ouch. <laughs> Uh, it warms the deepest, darkest cockles in my heart. Greg Clemens is listening right now uh, because he's messaged me a couple of times, dude. How? I, All right, let me hear what Greg's got. But let's I'm see. Uh, he said, uh, well, first, when I had Shelly Barnes on uh, or in the first hour, he said that she can hire Keats as her men's basketball coach at Forsyth Tech. <laughs> That's funny. And then uh, he was last night about uh, the Pittsburgh NC State game, dude. Listen, and yeah, Pitt's not say? just painful to watch. That that's what I can share here on the air. Uh, yeah. yeah, he uh, he's not very happy. And how does NC State lose to Pitt, dude? Well, I can't say anything. Duke lost to Pitt. They got hot. Pitt was hot that night. They hit tons of three outside threes. I didn't watch the state game. Um, last night uh, but what I read is if they hit half of their free throws they win if they shoot 50% from the free throw line they win wow well you it guys like have, to me. well you guys have Boston College on uh, Saturday would you like to make a prediction on that one at home at the at I about said at the Dean Dome at uh, Coach K Court uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium you guys have Boston College 13-9 uh, and nine overall Four and seven in the league. Uh, you got to think that's that's going to be a pretty easy game for you guys, right? Should be. They got a seven footer in the middle, yeah. so um, lower than Kyle Filipowski's points and rebounds. Um, but they play Carolina tough up up in up in Boston. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would like to think Duke should win pretty easily, but I mean. It is the ACC, so we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Other games are uh, Carolinas and Miami, and I think that's going to be a tougher game than people. Uh, well, Miami coming off that bad loss against Virginia, but oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I mean they got to put up a fight, right? <laughs> I mean, if not, if not, they can just you know mail it in the rest of the year. I mean, that was an awful performance against Virginia beautiful basketball beautiful basketball uh state is at Wake Forest and I think it's almost a must-win situation for state if they want to if they want to uh make it to the NCAA tournament I think they have to play Wake and then Virginia's at Florida State okay dude whoo dude we have gone to it we've gone 48 minutes and it feels like 15 dude but it always feels like absolutely. that with you dude absolutely man we'll get on to the birthday game we'll do it next week like i said i apologize not oh. being in there but but we got it done um and we'll see what happens don't forget uh we got some uh baseball coming up connor's first game is february 26th i cannot so wait, i gotta man. get you that schedule you absolutely do man i can't wait for that and uh, don't forget tomorrow show terrence copper will be live here in studio tomorrow uh awesome, as, as we talk a little stupor bowl and all that so listen uh jason bryant thank you so much we'll see you soon my friend thanks man talk to you later there you go that's a wrns uh, sales executive to the stars jason bryant let's play the birthday game we will come back and wrap up the two uh, the thursday february 8th edition of the brian hank show right after that today's thursday february the 8th in the year of our lord 
2024. Uh, was that a little bit loud there, Jonathan Massey? Yeah, it came in a little high, but we're all right. <laughs> you can't come For you in people high. who can't see through the radio, Jonathan jumped when Brian started talking. Yes, he did. Uh, I don't think he was ready. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's now time to play the birthday game. It's that game we play here on the Brian Hank Show. It's brought to you by our dear friend Jacques Pasolek, GoEco Technology Service Provider, and uh, we have a lot. We have a lot of fun with it here, don't we, John Dawson? Since you asked, I have discovered a great new podcast <laughs> that would interest people in this area. It's called Varnum Town, V-A-R-N-A-M, Varnum Town, one word. It's about a little inlet in uh, Brunswick County in Wilmington where in the 80s, Pablo Escobar, apparently the band Ario Speedwagon sold their touring jet to get a new one. And it was like this big World War II cargo plane. Pablo Escobar buys it flies cocaine into Wilmington in REO Speedwagon's plane. Did it still say REO Speedwagon on the plane? He didn't take the logo the off. I guess they thought it would be covered. They were like, oh, it's a band on tour. I don't know. They never took the logo off. And the, everybody in the town is pretty much their last name is Varnum. It was like a 300-person town. Everybody in town was in on it. Nobody gave up the ghost. And what the guy in charge of it that made the deal with Pablo was named Dale Varnum. And he would, like, fly to Miami to the Playboy Club, pick up Playboy Playmates, bring them back to Varnum Town in Wilmington. And people said you would walk by his house and he would have Playmates in their outfits mowing his lawn. <laughs> and there's a woman that he interviewed. He hired a woman in town to be his maid. So she goes over to the house and starts doing laundry. And he gets back in the town and he says, look, I'm not mad, but that was not, dis- deter- that was not detergent in the boxes she had been using cocaine to wash clothes for three days <laughs> you gotta listen to the rest of it I, I you've sold me so I, how long is this part how many episodes is it i don't know they've put up they've put up episode one and two and it says the next one comes may 1st i hope that's a mistake because this is like s-town level yeah hooked on it and Kyle McLachlan from Twin Peaks is the host of it, so that helped me, oh, too. Oh, so you know he's got the good voice. It actually made me, I have I have got so much distance between me and that third season of Twin Peaks, I went back this weekend and watched the first season. Oh. So it's like, I forgot that it became the worst show ever and went back to when it was the greatest show ever. Well, I'll tell you this, back to your Varnumtown thing. Uh, I know a little bit about, just a little bit about that. I didn't know all that stuff you just told me, though. And I'll tell you why. There was an FBI agent. He spoke to Rotary, our Kinston Rotary, probably six or seven years ago, and he was the one that brought that operation down. Was it? Now, there was one in Moorhead that uh, Manuel Noriega was doing. Ooh, that's the one you're talking about. I, I bought the book. About. It's called Sea of yeah. Greed, and it takes me forever to finish a book. No, you're, you're, you're spot on. You're exactly right. But they're that's both right. compelling stories. Yeah. No, no, no. But you're right. I stand yeah. corrected. You're right. That's the one it was, was yeah. Moorhead City. Yeah. Okay. No, I've not heard about this one then. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I highly recommend if you're looking for a podcast and uh, uh it's not just if you're on the, like when you're in the car with your lady traveling somewhere. I think you would both enjoy it. We did. Uh, uh, what's the podcast we both like? Uh, Something history. Yeah, but Infamous America. Infamous America. We listened to a whole season of uh, Infamous America on the trip. Uh, we went to the Outer Banks this weekend, mm-hmm. and she needed to go pick up some shells. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she likes to go shelling and then paint the shells. If she'll just put her ear up to your head, it'll sound the same. <laughs> no. Go ahead. No. 
<laughs> Thanks, Jonathan, for taking his side there. I appreciate Teamwork. it. Teamwork. Teamwork. I didn't do anything. I, I think makes, it's because your, your headset's on. It makes the dream work. Uh, Linda and I started uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm over the weekend. Oh, yeah, the pants tent. That was the first one. That was awesome. Also had uh, your good friend, Bill Sheft, was, uh, got name dropped in it, too. Mm-hmm. When you get to the season uh, where J.B. Smoove joins the cast, it, like, gets, it like goes up a gear. Oh, she, I, I got to tell you, you know, Linda has a, a different sense of humor than the three of us do, but she loved it. Mm-hmm. I, she was laughing out loud and seemed to really enjoy it. How many times did Cheryl Hines go, Larry, how many yeah. times did that happen? Yeah, yeah. And I know what eventually happens with their relationship, so. Yeah, I don't want to give anything away there for, you know. But they've started the last season of it, so. Uh, yeah, I, I was all excited Sunday afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to knock off and be lazy for half an hour. Go to watch it. Premieres at 10 p.m. Oh. Well, that's because of its traditional TV. It's on HBO. Well, not traditional, but it's on HBO, and they've got to drop them once a week like they, they used I'm to in, do. I'm in favor of that. They don't, you okay. don't need to put them all up at one time. Okay. Just savor it and enjoy it. Don't. Yeah. Well, we knocked out four episodes of Curb, uh, which is really <laughs> – but when you think of it, they're only about 30 minutes each, so we really I know, watch. but after a while, it starts – I think if you put some distance in there, you enjoy it more. <laughs> I know I'm positive we have talked about this before, and I know you and I definitely have, Jonathan. But uh, when I was getting trying to get caught up on Breaking Bad before the uh, series finale, dude, I remember in my apartment, I would get off work and I would go watch seven or eight episodes of Breaking Bad at a time. And, dude, let me tell you something. My dreams were That's because you were overloaded there. with information. And you miss stuff when you watch that many at once. You're right, and I agree with you because, I mean, I've gone back and watched other episodes. In fact, uh, Linda and I watched it together, Mm -hmm. and it was like watching it all over from the first time again because I'd forgotten so many great things that happened in it. But, uh, yeah, binge uh, Breaking Bad and uh, see what kind of dreams you have when you've watched, say, five episodes a night for a week. See, I remember when I was binging Breaking Bad, uh, I just I, I started getting this really weird feel. I'm like, maybe meth isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe. messed up. Oh, God. That's actually funny. Did I get it? Yeah. But like when Twin Peaks was out, and that was on ABC. Uh, how they got away with that on regular television, I don't know. But me and uh, Prozac would record it every week because we figured anything this awesome is not going to last long. And we would record it and then talk about it all week because it would take the two of us to try to figure out what was going on. <laughs> so by the time you got the next week, it was... If they had put them all up at one time, it would have ruined it. Okay. Well, very good. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, Today, again, Thursday, February the 8th, it's time to play the birthday game. And uh, John Dawson. Yeah. You won yesterday 4-1. to You lead four days to one here so far in February. You won January. Is 2024 the year of the John Dawson dominance? That's what the uh, Mayan calendar said. It might be. You might be right. Won't you tell us about, uh, speaking of dominance, won't you tell us about... Shock uh, uh, Pasolek and Galico. Shock pa- you threw me off. Can you imagine me being thrown off? I, I, what did I do? I'm just sitting here. You, you did the weird eye thing. It kind of threw me off there. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> yeah, I have. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, uh, tell us about Goeco. Uh, Goeco Techno- Techno- Technology Technology <laughs> Service Providers uh, is helmed by uh, Jacques Passeleg, and thank God for him because if it weren't for him right now on this station, you could be listening to two guys arguing over uh, a sporting event that you have no idea or, or would care about, really. Uh, but thanks to Jacques and Goeco, you've got this fine segment. And uh, if you go uh, go talk to him for just a few minutes, your outlook is going to change. You're going to think all that gloom and doom is that's that's my future. But if you go talk to Jacques, you're going to start things are going to lighten up for you. Your wallet's going to get fatter. And uh, anyway, it's back to you, Brian. Absolutely. Well, you were he was looking at my my <laughs> pride, my new pride and joy in the Since you uh, provide plush. us no text to read, we got to improvise and I'm sitting here talking and you're pointing to the stars. Well he was looking at off. it. No, well yeah, he is Bye, a star. I'm out of here. Antonio Pearl Hardy uh, gave me one of his campaign shirts, which uh, I love, man. Tell me it doesn't fit into my plush, well lit, well protected studio just perfectly. How does it fit into this GoEco commercial? I'll tell you That's what I'll tell you what doesn't fit Brian into that shirt. Wow. Yeah, it's a medium. You're right. Uh, it would uh, maybe as a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to save you work, save him work, save him work. He works really hard. Back don't don't give him more work. Back to you, Brian. Now, no, it's back to Jonathan. Hey, if we want to get hold of Jacques Passleg, how do we do it, Jonathan Massey? Oh, you pick up the phone and you dial two five two. Two five two two eight six two eight six five three five three five four five four. Oh, can... <laughs> this is the only thing on WRNS right now. But it's the number one show in Kenston, Lenore County. That's right. Take that, Time. big radio. There you go. I like it. Time big for radio. A contract redo. Or yeah. uh, you can visit his website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. Isn't, Back to you, Brian. Isn't there a third site you could go to, though? No. Nah. Oh, okay. So, anyway, I believe it's bucklesberry.com. I believe it is. I, I believe it is. So if you, if you, you want a Chick-fil-A sandwich, go to bucklesberry.com. I'll tell you how to get one. Okay. I love it. Hey. Uh, Drive to Greenville or Goldsboro? No. You can go to LaGrange. Oh, Paulette's selling them. Paulette's got a freezer full of them. I love Paulette. Okay, uh, he's the lead singer of this band. Is he? Dawson, Vince Neal. Band? Motley Motley Crue. This rips off, uh, this intro rips off uh, Montrose Bad Motor School. Yeah, we did that last year. Yeah. I was going to play Home Sweet Home, but it bothers you every time I play it. Nice. Well, we're going to delve into this for a minute. You're right, it is Vince Neal's birthday, and you get to guess first, but... Have you seen the video, or have you heard, because you're getting ready to, heard the video of Motley Crue, uh, or of uh, Vince Neil. Bless his heart. And engorged. Uh, I saw him open for Van Halen once. Years, solo years ago. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen. My life is kickstart my heart. It's okay. like Shakespeare come back to life. Yeah. But you can sort of understand what he's saying, right? Yeah, now he sounds like a tobacco auctioneer. My life kickstart my heart. Okay. I'm going to pop that down because I want you to hear. It sounds like the end of WKRP when they're signing off. It really does. Dude, this is awesome. Let's pop that back to the beginning. (laughs) I thought I told a putty cat. They said they've got like the lyrics up here. What they say is like <laughs> Big Mac 103. <laughs> <laughs> 
And every time he goes, voila, which that's not what he's supposed to be saying. They show Bruce Lee kicking him. <laughs> In all fairness to the man, most of the people there are so drunk they don't know what their words are anyway. You're right. We got. I, I, it's only a minute long. You got Freddie's guess. Read it now. Ham hit a dog. <laughs> Maynard, yeah. Maybe Lee Ross sounded like that in the 80s in concert. <laughs> Voila! Every time it's to brutal. be fair, he you know this is you know he may have sounded like that live in the eighties. You don't know. You're right. <laughs> Booty call is not a good time. <laughs> All right. Horse sounds. Lemonade. Pee on the stage. <laughs> All right. I think we got it. I got stabbed. <laughs> Birth noises. <laughs> Poopy butt round the house. <laughs> so did they follow this up with their other hit, Wiccan Panub? You looking for no but we Oh dear God. Okay, well I'll get this back so underneath. Big Mac one oh three. Is one oh three his new resting heartbeat? I don't know, but it's just hilarious, man. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. And I love Motley Cruz, you know, and specifically Vince Neal. And today is his birthday, John Dawson. How old today is Vince Neal of Motley Crew? Sixty six. You say sixty six? What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Sounded like this. I hope he's older, but I'm going to say 65. He was born February 8th, 1961, so he's only 63 today. So, congratulations, Jonathan. You get that. You God, take Roger Daltrey's 80 and can still they, – they don't even have to lower the note, the key for him. I know. I know. Oh, well. You know, he's going to be he's gonna be dead next year, and we're going to – well, you two are going to feel bad for laughing at this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not either. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> okay. There you go. Okay, that's our last – is that – yeah, that's our last musical hit of the day, man. Ah, kung fu fighting. Kung yeah. fu fighting, indeed. Uh, well, you leave one to nothing, Jonathan Massey, it goes to you. I've got a trivia question for you for this next uh, birthday here for both of you. Who is the longest tenured Saturday Night Live female cast member? Because today is her birthday. Do you know? Oh, look at both of you thinking this uh, one through. I would not have gotten this. i got to tell you, I would not have gotten this. It wasn't in the original cast. They were all gone after 80. Will it help if I even tell you how long? She was on there 11 years. It was the one that did uh, Hillary Clinton. You're thinking Kate McKinnon. Yeah. No, it's not Kate McKinnon. Good guess, though. Um, I, I have two guess, guests. God damn it. Sorry. I have two guesses. <laughs> Sorry. I, I could not get that out. Let the record reflect that it was not me that caused you to have to cut something today, okay? <sighs> or reverse it. Or... I do not know why I could not get guesses out. Who's your guess? Guests. Sherry O'Terry. Good guess, but no. Who's your other one? A.D. Bryant. Nope. Could I, get, I haven't guessed you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rachel Dratch. Nope. Not bad guesses, all of them. 
Cecily Strong. Uh, I, I think Cecily Strong. And not in a, I don't even want you to go girl for her. I really don't. There, there's something about her. The dimples, just the the cuteness. She's just really the, pretty. She was, yeah. But what is it you, one of y'all next door? Real world hot. Real world hot. There you go. Yeah. I think she is. Favorite, my favorite character of hers was uh, the uh, the woman that you don't want to talk to at a party or oh, something yeah. like that. You know what I'm talking about, right? She always, and I, it was more of a Kate McKinnon sketch, but the sketches where they would have the whoever the celebrity guest was, Cecily Strong and Kate McKinnon, all got abducted by aliens or all got <laughs> uh, possessed by a ghost or something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But her character in that was really funny, but... It's because it was it was funny, and then Kate McKinnon just went over the top. Well, she was sort of like the straight man, sort of to yeah. to Kate McKinnon, yeah. But I just always kind of had a little crush on, and I mean this, kind of had a little crush on Cecily Strong, man. She just, I don't know, just like you said, real world hot, man. Just very pretty, and I don't know. I think I'm, I'm willing to bet money my girl Tina Fey takes over when Lauren retires. I think it would be perfect for her, don't you? Well, she was the head writer when she was there. Well, that would be awesome. Okay, Cecily Strong over there, Jonathan Massey. She was on from 2012 to 2022, so for 11 seasons. 41. You say 41. What do you say, John Dawson? She was born February the 8th, 1984. I'm sorry, John. She's 40 today. If you'd gone the other direction, you'd have got it right on. I to say 40. You should that. have. She's a woman. She's 40. So uh, who got Vince Neil? This guy. Oh, so you're up two to nothing already. That's right. Yeah, how about that? Well, it goes back to you, uh, John Dawson. I was talking about Linda and I uh, watching the uh, first season of Curb. And uh, Larry David's crush in those first four episodes was on. You had a crush on... Oh, on uh, Ted Danson's uh, Mary Steenburgen. Can you understand why he yeah. had a crush on her? Absolutely. She's, she's talking about Cecily and Mary Steenburgen. She's not like this. Oh, you know. She was so good on Justified. God, that character. She it was so against type. She was, her and Sam Elliott as a couple. Come on, man. I know, man. Mary Steenburgen, man, just gorgeous, gorgeous. How old is she today, there, John Dawson? 72. You say 72. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 73. Ah, if you go on the other I direction, you got to <laughs> She was born February 8th, 1953. She's 71 and uh, still lovely, man. Yeah. Still got a fastball, man. Yeah. You know, mm. Very much so. Mm. Two to one. Uh, you lead, Jonathan Massey. It goes back to you. My favorite roles that he was in was Blue Chips and The Prince of Tides. But he was in a. I could not believe how many movies he was well, Nick in. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte has been 48 in. 48 hours, man. Dude, and another 48 hours. And that's what I'm saying. He was in a ton of great movies, man. Something Falls. Something. It's a mob movie in the night. Not Mulholland Falls. I can't remember. It was a great movie. Well, anyway, to me, the best he was in was Prince of Tides, though. Did you ever see that? Mm. It just awesome. He was awesome. He and. Uh, who's the singer? Barbara. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. Streisand. She yeah, was yeah. like butter. Remember Coffee Talk? Yes, I do. Yeah. I can't do the accent. No, you no can't. I can't. I can't do accents. <laughs> Nick Nolte over there, John Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? Are you a fan? I, a little before your time? Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to host SNL when 48 Hours came out, and he flaked out and didn't show, so Eddie Murphy came in at the last minute 
you and told the story. They took all his promo shots and cut his picture out and put Eddie doing this. In <laughs> That's awesome. Nick Nolte over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 84. You say 84. John Dawson, how old is Nick Nolte today? 83. Congratulations. Uh, you get that. And, hey, wait, you've battled back from down two to nothing, made it two to two, mm. and it goes into this last one. It's a dead person. He was the rebel without a cause. Uh, James it, Dean. James Dean. How, how long do you think his acting career was, if you were to guess? Five years, maybe. Congratulations, you're right. It was, no, oh. but it, it was five years. I don't know why I was thinking it was longer The woman than that. who played Jerry Seinfeld's mom on Seinfeld dated him in real life. Have There's you seen mind- pictures of her when she was younger? I'm just assuming. Because I have. She was a statuesque woman, and that's yeah. a nice way to say it, man. Yeah. She was beautiful and built like a oh, brick. All right. We got it. Building. Stop it. <laughs> Enough. Yes. Mm. Whose guess is it? Preach to, preach to me, Pearl. <laughs> I love that right there. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about. Oh, it's my it's my campaign T-shirt for Antonio Pearl Hardy. It is awesome. It inspires me. When I'm down, John Dawson, I look at it, I see his smile, and it just inspires me. Okay? I'm not even joking. You guys, I, you're, you're doing a little snide smile over there, Jonathan. Look at that picture and tell me it doesn't. Look at that shirt and tell me it doesn't make you smile. Jonathan? I'm not smiling. <laughs> it makes this me This is smile. great radio. It is great radio. Okay, uh, James Dean, he died in 1955. Do the math. That means he died 69 years ago. So how old would he be if he were alive today? And this is for the game. It's two to two. Jonathan Parrott Dawson, how old would James Dean be See, if he were alive he died today? died 69 years ago. <laughs> exactly. How many years ago, Jonathan? All right, that's enough. Um, I can't remember which club he's in. I'll say 96. You say 96. What do you say, Jonathan Massey, for the win? 97. Ah, he went the wrong way. I said way. 95. He was born February the 8th, 1931. He was he would be 93 today. He was only 24. Okay. He's not in a club, John Dawson. But you know what? You're in a club. You're in the winner's club, John Dawson. That's Congratulations. Right. You were down two to nothing. You battled all the way back to win today, three to two. And I don't know where that uh, voice came from there. But uh, congratulations, John Dawson. I do. This, this victory is in honor of Carl Weathers. There you go. Yeah, the late Carl Weathers man we had it's thursday we haven't talked about him well yet. we can talk about him tomorrow we will i tell you what Brent, you remember that put, yes. a pen, put a pen in it john dawson that's right hey uh happy birthday some local birthdays here uh happy birthday to buster murphy man yeah uh, love me some Buster. saw murphy. a real real cool clip of him that, them singing happy birthday to him online it was very cool that is awesome happy birthday mr murphy today is Stuart perry's birthday former tennis coach out at uh parrot academy one part of the part of the perry clan uh and she's always so sweet every time i see her Good, uh, happy birthday, Coach Perry. And then Travis Harper, I got to admit, a gentleman I don't know that much. He owns some businesses downtown. He owned Harper and Deals. He owns uh, the the bar downtown. The name that I can't remember right the now. The Irish Pub or the no, other? no, no, the other one. And he might own the Irish Pub too, mm-hmm. as far as I know. But I tell you what, I need to get him on the show. It's one of those guys I've wanted to get on the show and I haven't yet. So Travis, I'm tagging you on this. I got to get you here on the show. So if today is your birthday, like Travis Harper, like Coach Stewart Perry, like Buster Murphy, like James Dean. 
Uh, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> like Vince Neal. I was going to do something for James Dean. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Vince you, Neal. You smile and laugh at that one, John Dawson. <laughs> God. Uh, like Vince Neal. Big Mac. I'm a super double duper the wild. <laughs> Big Mac, one out three, my house. My life. Okay, anyway. Have a great birthday. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Technology Service Providers. For, you did for it. provider. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 Yeah, they got me on that one. Hey, listen, thank you again to Coach Shelly Barnes, LCC, for joining us in our first hour. To WRNS Sales Executive Stars, Jason Bryant, in our second hour uh, tomorrow. Big show, the last show before the big game. Uh, we'll have Paul Whittington on in our first hour. TGIF with IP and Terrence Copper live here in our studio in our second hour. Have a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.